This is a Retail Insider Podcast. You're listening to a special edition. Hello, everyone. This is Craig Patterson. I'm the editor-in-chief of Retail Insider, and uh, this is a special edition of the weekly podcast. Uh, today, I'm joined with Dr. Ramesh Benkat. He's the director at the David Sobey Center for Innovation and Retailing and Services at St. Mary's University. We're also joined by Mark Innes. He's an executive in residence at the same institution. We're going to be discussing new consumer trends and what this means for business. We're also going to talk about retailers. Uh, we're going to be talking about uh, some research, including uh, monthly consumer surveys that have been uh, uh, put together as well. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks for having us. Thank you. We're going to dive right into this here. So we're going to talk a little bit about consumer spending first. Um, tell me a little bit about uh, how cons- uh, with COVID-19, obviously we've seen stores close. We've seen the, some concern amongst the consumer base that uh, they could get sick, uh, all kinds of other issues. Uh, um, what are we seeing uh, in terms of uh, consumer patterns that have been changing according to some of the research that you've seen um, as we t- move towards, I guess you'd say, a new normal? Yeah, it's a great question. Uh, we've been doing uh, these monthly consumer uh, tracking surveys, and uh, we've done two of them, and uh, we plan to do you know one every month uh, for the next uh, several months. Uh, we're already seeing a little bit of a shift in consumer attitudes. Um, back in April, people were really concerned about uh, the pandemic, and uh, uh, the perceived severity of the pandemic was quite high. Uh, and that sort of impacted everything that they did uh, from a you know, consumer standpoint. So people were not, uh, you know, going out into the stores. Uh, there was a lot more online purchasing going on. Um, and their attitudes uh, uh, were also impacted by, uh, you know, this the perception of the severity of, of the pandemic. But in May uh, survey, what we found was uh, that perception seems to have uh, declined a bit. People are feeling a little bit more comfortable. And as a result, uh, uh, they are venturing out more. We are seeing more in-store shopping as opposed to online uh, shopping. We are also seeing a little bit of a shift in attitude for some things like, uh, uh, you know, their uh, concerns or worries about their job and their economic uh, future. Um, That seems to have declined a little bit. Um, And uh, people are uh, feeling a little bit more optimistic about their uh, future. So we might see that being reflected in how they spend and where they spend uh, in the coming weeks and months. In terms of online shopping, uh, do we have we seen uh, a substantial increase in people buying things online uh, over the last past few months? Absolutely. Um, the sort of the average dollar spent uh, is sort of uh, over four hundred dollars monthly, and that is significantly higher than the. Uh, typical average monthly online spend for Canadians uh, pre-COVID. So there's been a big jump and it's across the board. You know, it's uh, it's, uh, groceries and essentials, it's uh, furniture, it's, uh, uh, you know, uh, gardening supplies, it's uh, across the board, right? So I think retailers who were um, in good shape with their e-commerce certainly have benefited uh, in the past few weeks. Just like from a retail grocery perspective, I know I saw a statistic uh, this morning that 80% of Americans shopped online for groceries in during the pandemic, which is a shocking number to me. And I know uh, personally, like one of, one of the uh, 
one of the grocery retailers in Canada, their online shopping tripled in, during the pandemic. So it's definitely something that people gravitated to. Do, do you think that these habits that have been formed during this time might become permanent in terms of we'll see people continuing to shop for online for, for groceries or even other categories? I think some of it is going to stick. I think we are seeing evidence of that in our survey. You know, we've been asking people uh, what are they likely to do once life returns to quote unquote normal or whatever that new normal happens to be. And, uh, you know, people are saying that, uh, you know, some of this, they, they are likely to continue. It's not going to be across the board because you're going to have, uh, you know, different segments of the population reacting uh, you know, differently, uh, but you're certainly going to see at least, you know, a certain segment continuing with this, uh, uh, you know, shopping behavior. And in terms of, um, say, fashion and other categories, uh, do you think that we'll see an increase in, say, online shopping uh, for those categories as well, or, or even a, an online uh, purchase pickup in store situation? I think uh, I think you're going to see an increase in in, in online. Uh, as you know, um, you know some of the apparel retailers have opened, and one of the challenges that they're dealing with is uh, uh, trial. You know, uh, inside the store, what do you do? You know, when a customer tries on something and then you know doesn't buy it, they just leave it there. You know, and so uh, cleaning that and processing it, and you know, making it safe for others to you know, then uh, try, try it on. I think that's going to be a very cumbersome process for these retailers. Um, and as uh, you know, there's going to be restrictions on the number of people that can be inside a store at any time um, for the next little while. Um, so these are some challenges that apparel uh, retailers have to, um, you know, overcome. Uh, so you might see, you know, some consumers gravitating towards online. Um, yesterday, Mark and I spoke to um, an executive who runs uh, immense uh, apparel uh, uh, chain here in Canada. And uh, he was saying that they are accelerating their e-commerce um, uh, strategy. Um, and uh, they're expecting exactly, you know, what, what you alluded to, which is uh, an uptick in, uh, in online sales. Let's talk a little bit about retailers because, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're trying to cope with a situation right now. Um, uh, some, you know, obviously some retailers were, were, you know, sidelined with the situation. Uh, um, how, how are they dealing with this in terms of uh, even being, you know, experimenting with new things? Uh, one term, you know, we've seen is getting scrappy and failing fast. Uh, what are we seeing from research so far? What we're finding is that, uh, you know, a lot of companies had to kind of react very quickly. Obviously, they didn't foresee this coming. And I think even when we knew it was taking place over in China, I think that we were still surprised when it finally made landfall here. So uh, and then it quickly progressed. So, you know, companies had when you talk about getting scrappy, uh, companies had to do things they either hadn't planned or they had to fast forward plans that they already had. And uh, in order to do that and do it quickly, they had to uh, use methods that maybe they hadn't used in the past. They maybe had to roll stuff out. Like some companies rolled things out that weren't completely trialed yet. And they just said, you know, hey, we'll, we'll deal with, it may not be, may only be 80% right. And uh, they're used to traditionally launching stuff that may be 100% fully vetted but they figured it's better to get something out there and try it and then fix it along the way. 
and then at least customers have a chance to engage engage with it and get sales out of it. So this scrappiness that we talk about is uh, you know just finding ways to, to to satisfy their customers when they can't come into the store. I mean, one of the retailers we talked to didn't have online, didn't have plans for online, but their customers wanted to be able to shop online and not not go to the store. So they actually accepted phone orders and customers called them up and they went and shopped for them and then they met them in the parking lot. So that way they didn't have to come in the store and possibly put themselves at risk. So there, there's an example of, you know, companies just getting scrappy when, you know, find, finding an inventive ways to make things happen and work. Wow. Well, there were, yeah, plenty of examples of that, you know, companies accelerating their e-commerce strategy. You know, we heard from at least two other retailers who uh, in, in probably about two weeks or so, they went from no e-commerce to, you know, a functioning, uh, you know, e-commerce operation, right? I mean, it wasn't uh, probably the prettiest thing. It wasn't, uh, you know, uh, it didn't have all the bells and whistles, but, uh, uh, you know, that, that that's not expected at this time, right? Uh, consumers are, I think, a little bit forgiving at this time, and uh, uh, they understand the stress that uh, the retailers are going through. I mean, another example, too, is uh, a health and wellness uh, online retailer started to sell trampolines because that's what their customers were looking, you know, they want to have a one-stop shop. So they decided, let's, what else can we get them? They're, they're stuck in their homes. Uh, what are they looking for? So they kind of reached out and talked to them and they said, we want some recreational opportunity products that we can, you know, have our children use to get them out of the house. So they started selling trampolines, something they would never have thought of if the pandemic hadn't have happened. Absolutely. I was checking my ceiling heights and see if I could get a trampoline for my place. <laughs> um, in terms of retail employees, uh, I mean, how, how important are they to the overall situation here? I, I know that there's been some uh, concern about some retail employees maybe not wanting to come back into the industry, some retiring, uh, some you know being concerned about their safety. Uh, um, tell me a little bit more about uh, you know re, uh, employees and how they're factoring into this whole situation with this new normal. Well, I mean, I think for the stores that were open during the pandemic, there's been lots in in press and on, on in media about frontline employees and how people have uh, appreciated, you know, them putting themselves at risk during the pandemic. And pretty much every company that we talked to that was open during the pandemic gave gave their employees some kind of recognition and bonus. Um, they topped up their pay. And uh, not just that, but just showing them appreciation. And uh, also, you know, some of the employees were very uncomfortable coming into work. So they allowed them to stay home and, and they paid them while they're at home because uh, they could have, you know, other health concerns. So uh, employees, you know, obviously play a gigantic role in this whole process. So they're the ones that are engaging with customers. They're the ones that have to make customers feel comfortable coming in and shopping. They have to be the ones that execute it as well. And I think just the appreciation for frontline uh, retail employees has really grown uh, during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, I think to a certain degree it's going to stay. And I think also because of how companies have kind of raised the bar as to how they uh, engage with their frontline employees, I think the expectations for frontline employees on behalf of their uh, employer are going to uh, you know, increased as well. 
And if they're not getting it from their current employer, they're going to find somebody who is offering that. Yeah, we, we found that, um, um, you know, some employers are really going you know, beyond uh, what you normally expect from an employer. Uh, one retailer talked about how uh, they've hired a, a psychologist uh, on staff uh, to support employees uh, at this time. Um, because people are going through various kinds of, you know, stresses, uh, you know, they're coming to work, but so much is happening, you know, at home for them. And uh, so they've given, you know, their employees that kind of uh, support. And the other side of it is in the consumer survey, you know, we were finding some really interesting reaction from consumers on their perception of how retailers are treating employees. So they were saying that, you know, if we find that the retailer is not treating the employee well, uh, we don't want to do business with them in, in future, right? Um, because these frontline employees are literally putting their life uh, on the line here um, to keep the economy going at this time. And so consumers were, I think, very sensitive uh, to that. Absolutely. Um, in, in terms of what uh, retailers are doing uh, as they look to the future, um, are, do you have any insights into what, what retailers are doing, uh, you know, as retailer or sorry as consumers shift their uh, behaviors uh, however that be well i would say you know from the ones we talk to obviously their digital engagement is you know first and foremost paramount um, any way that they can create a, a seam a seamless contactless frictionless um, transaction uh, they're definitely focused on that because customers now you're going to have a whole series of consumers some are going to want to go into a physical store still and they want to engage in, you know, retail therapy. They want to touch the product and feel it. And other people have created these new habits where they kind of like sitting at home on their coach and having products show up at the door or in between some people want it right now. So they, they want to go and pick it up, but they don't want to go in the store. So you have to have all these different uh, ways to engage your customer and make sure you're going to satisfy them because if you don't, there's somebody down the road that is going to do that or is already offering it. Um, so that, that would be, I'd say, first and foremost um, on everyone's mind. And, you know, some retailers weren't ready for that during the pandemic and they, they recognize the fact they really have to speed up. And some of it's infrastructure, some of it's, you know, the platform that they operate on and it just can't handle the volume or it can't handle the, the variety of different transaction types. So all those things uh, are definitely, you know, what retailers are working on today. And there seems to be an acceleration in some of the change that we were already seeing in the retail industry. Um, that includes uh, digital and I guess even virtual reality and other technology. Uh, tell me what uh, both of you would think in terms of what the future might hold in terms of that acceleration and uh, new technological adop uh, adoptions in the retail industry. Well, one uh, apparel retailer that we talked to, uh, who is certainly not at the forefront of innovation with the technology by any means, uh, was uh, telling us about a, a artificial intelligence-based uh, application that they're going to roll out in the store um, for measurement. So rather than a store employee, you know, uh, measuring um, to keep the social distance and, you know, to kind of not have that personal, uh, you know, proximity with another person, um, they're, they're rolling out a technology that's going to you know, do the job, right? Um, and so I think you're going to see that type of innovation happening. 
um, you know, things that uh, may have been in the back burner for them um, certainly, you know, is at the forefront and uh, has become a priority. I think you're going to see uh, more of that uh, happening. One thing I should add also is that, you know, the customer journey, I think, has in many cases permanently changed. Um, many retailers that were only engaging through a brick and mortar store are now finding that, you know, people are, you know, wanting to engage uh, through the digital channels. And um, uh, so it's become a more complex uh, you know, journey than before. Uh, so retailers have to figure out, you know, how they're going to execute and uh, really engage customers across, you know, multiple channels. And um, so you're going to see, I think, uh, a lot of uh, initiatives uh, in that regard. Yeah, and I think augmented reality is another, uh, there's technologies out there that haven't been fully adopted, but uh, they allow the customer, once again, to not have to touch something. And uh, that wasn't the intention when it was first invented, but now they're seeing the, the dual benefit of having you know opportunities like uh, it could be a mirror where someone is, is trying makeup uh, through augmented reality instead of actually having someone apply it to them. So there's there's different tools out there that no one thought of what the benefit was until now. Um, so I think the, the fact that the pandemic uh, will actually you know encourage retailers to adopt those technologies a lot more quickly than they would have ever thought before. And you know it was before all of this happened the op I don't know if it'd be the optimal, but the you know great customer service is one on one with say a sales associate uh, you know get, getting that face to face interaction uh, um, what is the optimal you know customer service experience now I mean it almost seems like contactless is what people are wanting at this at certainly at this moment in time well it's interesting in the consumer survey you know we ask people. Uh, who have actually shopped in a in a physical store, uh, how they felt about the service that they received, right? And uh, people gave it very high marks. Um, so people are actually appreciating uh, the service they're getting when they do go into a store now. Um, so, I mean, I think human beings are social animals. I think, you know, we want you know, to engage with other people, right? Uh, so I don't think it's all going to be technology. I think the human interaction certainly will play a role. Uh, it's a question of, you know, finding that uh, ideal balance. Um, looking into the future, say, over the next 18 months, do you have any predictions on what retail might look like as we see innovation as well as, I guess, an acceleration of changes that we were seeing before all of these store closures? Well, I mean, I think that there's still going to be a settling out period that's going to take place, uh, I would say, within the next 12 months for sure. And I think during that time, um, when there's still no vaccine, you're going to have a lot of retailers out there that are still trying to figure out, you know, what is it they're, what, what's the consumer looking for um, in the market and how can I satisfy that? And that's going to keep changing. That's not going to be something, you know, how you satisfy your customer today or what your customer is looking for, that customer may have different needs and, and wants and uh, their values may even change, uh, you know, over the next few months based on what's happening with the pandemic, what's happening in their community, what's happening with their job. And uh, there's a lot of societal changes that it looks like are going to stay like people working from home, you know, that that's going to affect retail. Uh, you know, what about people cocooning? There's people, there's an expectation that people are going to hang closer to home more than ever. They're going to 
uh, look for a better work-life balance with their families. Those kinds of things are going to change how people consume products and retailers are going to have to adapt to that. And the ones that are the best at adapting to it are the ones that are going to move ahead so that they're going to be well positioned when there's a vaccine to, uh, to grow. So it'll be very, it's, it's, it's like a, it's like its own little laboratory. It's very interesting to see what's happening and, uh, you know, we'll definitely want to continue to follow it over the next year for sure, because it's going to be ever changing, even from month to month. Yeah, just to add to that, um, you know, in a, in a survey, we are finding that uh, in terms of uh, the future, consumers are saying that uh, they're going to focus more on uh, experience as opposed to simply buying products. You know, uh, they want to do things that excite them. They want, uh, uh, as Mark said, you know, better work-life balance and. Uh, uh, focus on their personal well-being, uh, things like that, right? Uh, so that means, you know, what they buy, where they spend their dollars, and what they expect from a retailer is going to be slightly different. It's not just, you know, going there for a purchase of a product, but it's going to be, I think, focus on a, on a broader sort of experience. Um, so retailers will have to respond um, to, to that. And, and I'm curious, you know, the, the consumer with the first round of, COVID-19, you know, has been a bit spooked. Maybe that's not the best term, but um, if we were to see, say, a second wave or multiple waves of uh, this pandemic, uh, what would you foresee being the challenges to retail, uh, especially, you know, from a consumer standpoint of, uh, you know, scare twice type of situation? Yeah, I mean, I think that would be devastating, you know, for the retail sector if, you know, if you were to have a really bad uh, second wave. Uh, I think we're already, you know, starting to see some retailers that are financially very stressed and uh, uh, going into bankruptcy protection and so on. And uh, I think you're going to see more of that happen. Uh, we've talked to some retailers who are, you know, in, in a financially stronger position and uh, they feel uh, that there's market share to be taken, you know, uh, because of that. Um, I think from a consumer standpoint, uh, you know, uh, yeah, people are going to be scared of going into a store uh, if there's no vaccine and if there's a second wave. And I think, you know, uh, yeah, that would have some really bad consequences for the retail sector. Tell me about the new Rise Again uh, retail webinar series that uh, the uh, school is going to be hosting. Yeah, so RISE is our annual uh, retail executive program. It's a six-day uh, intensive program focused on retail strategy and innovation. Um, but what we are doing with RISE Again Retail is a different format. It's a webinar. It's two hours, uh, six, uh, six days over the month of June, um, focusing more on the current situation and the immediate future and the opportunities for uh, innovation and a stronger recovery post pandemic. Uh, so we want to engage with retailers and, uh, you know, give them some uh, ideas and frameworks and tools uh, so that they can, um, you know, make the best out of the situation uh, and come out of this uh, in, a, in a stronger shape. Excellent. And we're going to have uh, links uh, to uh, the RISE program as well as the David Sobey Center for Innovation and Retailing and Services at St. Mary University. The, uh, the webinars, I believe, start um, on the 9th of June. That's right. Excellent. And they'll be yeah, every um, two a week for a uh, three-week time period for a total of uh, six of those. So thank you so much, gentlemen, for joining us today. That, thank you hey, very much. It was much. our pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you everyone for listening. Take care.